there's going to be a group of people who watch this and they won't understand how powerful it is. And, and I will make sure it, it is my duty now to get them to understand it. Um, so I'll give you like our, like where this would have saved me a lot of headache and heartache in the last 15 years, I've probably produced, um, 15 years. If you do, let's just say to be safe, I'll say 300 songs, right? So whether that's produced, like actually like gotten down with the gear or I've Quincy Jones, I've put three, four people in a room and said, let's create and let's, let's eat much more than 300, I'll say 300 songs. I'll say of the 300 songs, maybe 20% are still on Spotify and Apple. And the reason the rest aren't is legal. Uh, but yeah, even before we get started, um, it's, it's recording. So this is captured. Uh, you know, our audience is your audience. It's that artist or person in the industry who's at the earlier stages, more than likely, they're not backed by a major, um, or they may have had a major deal, but really didn't understand what they were in, and now they're independent. And so our community is, is artists, producers, engineers, managers, booking agents, um, who are really just trying to navigate this new version of the music business. And, and my job, our job is to connect them with the right people and tools and resources to help them build successful careers. And so anytime I can have a guest on and have them kind of a tell their story, how they got to where they are, um, and then also just drop gems and, and, and give game to that next person. It's, it's important because for me, it's also like there's another you out there, right? Like you have this super unique story and you've now built this really cool thing. You may not be picking up a guitar. You may not be in a studio like mixing and mastering but you are a crucial piece of what I think this ecosystem needs. And so hopefully somebody listening and watching is gonna be the next you who's like, yo, like I don't have to be an engineer or producer or in the studio. I can make a difference with my skill sets and my gifts. So that's that's why I wanted to have you on, Zach. That's the- <laughs> I that's appreciate the that. Yeah. yeah. And I really, I never had any talent musically. I've always supported it. And this feels like a really impactful way to support musicians and other creators. So. That, that gets me excited because one of the things about art is that it's so commodified. You know, everyone needs like a patron. And I love that we're moving away from that patron system. Now you can be your own creator, own your own career. You don't need a record label to be behind you and give you access to radio. And as people take more control over their own business, they realize all the messy bits and bobs that the record labels were handling when they truly were the only place to go to to become a star. Now people have to handle it themselves. And it's a lot of tedious work. And so I'm just trying to make it as easy as possible because getting the legal right sets up getting your payments right. And that's really what we're trying to get to. I love it. Okay. So that that's a, an amazing why and, and kind of intro. Uh, but for someone who is has no idea who you are, they're clicking on this because they see whatever beautiful picture we post up of you and we, we put, you know, whatever the title is going to be, you know, changing the industry, legal, da, da, da. Who, who is Zach? You know, introduce yourself. Give your, your elevator pitch of, of you specifically. Yeah, definitely. So I'm a longtime music lover. I remember saving up my lunch money for my mom to go to go to concerts when I was in high school. Always loved music, but knew that I had to make ends meet because I couldn't actually make music. So went to college at U of A, then ended up going to law school at Berkeley, ended up going into corporate law for these big international firms, worked in San Francisco for three years. All the while, I was still going to concerts, still hanging out with my my friends who are artists. And at some point, one of my friends was like, yo, you should be my manager. And I was like, 
okay, like that's wild. Like, let's do it. Let's just do this. Yes, let's do it. I don't have a, a wife or kids or mortgage, anything. So if I'm ever going to do it, let's do it now because we had already set up a tour through India, Southeast Asia and Australia. And I was like, this is sick. This is going to be like the best six months of my life. Well, we had this oral agreement that he was going to pay me. He ended up backing out. And I was like, dude, I, I can't get on that plane unless you actually sign something that says I'm going to get paid. And he's like, I can't do that. I was like, well, I'm not going to get on that plane. And it wasn't a bluff, but I had already leased my, subleased my apartment, quit my job, everything. So I was like unemployed, homeless. I was just like, what do I do? And I really didn't want to go back to doing the corporate law stuff. So I decided to move to Los Angeles. I ended up getting a job at United Talent Agency as an, an assistant to the head of electronic music, um, which was really fun. That was like a great finishing school for the industry. Really learned all the ins and outs, like especially how the touring game works. Uh, and after two years of doing that, I transitioned back into law, but I ended up working at an entertainment law boutique in Beverly Hills called King Holmes Paternal and Soriano. We represented Tyler, the creator, Frank Ocean, Dr. Dre, Metallica. And because I had that really good corporate background, I kind of played a dual role where I helped these big artists with their ventures. And I also helped them with their entertainment work, record deals, publishing deals, uh, clearance agreements. So yeah, for example, I helped Metallica start their liquor company, Blacken, for their whiskey brand. And I also did a bunch of music clearance work for Steve Aoki. I mean, it was, it was just a blast. It was really fun. But the hardest part of that job was just trying to figure out how to get all these simple agreements done for my clients because we had all these producer agreements stacked up, mixer agreements stacked up, CIRS agreements, and they were just taking months, like five, six, seven months to get these agreements done. And, and music was getting delayed. Like people couldn't release their music. They couldn't tour. They couldn't make money. And it was just so crazy. I was like, this is so simple. And that's when I was just like, all right, we got to make this better. <laughs> I love so that's, it. Man. That's, that's a long way around to how I got to where I am today. <laughs> no, that, that's that's a hell of a journey and one that I think a lot of people listening will resonate with because it it obviously you start with like, all right, I'm going to school. Then you get out and you you get the job and you realize like that's not for me. You help a friend out and 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 go through that and learn the hard way about you know what what that world looks like. We've all been there. I've been there multiple times. Hard headed. Yeah. Uh, and then I love that you said UTA was was a school for you because that, you know, for a lot of us is that right. You have to get exposed to an establishment, people who are doing it at the highest level, the biggest level to really understand how this thing works. And then once you understand that, when you go to the boutique or the smaller, you know, whatever it is, law firm, agency, label, uh, you kind of take now this institutional knowledge and you craft it with your personality and you find your niche, which is amazing. And then like any entrepreneur, you, you see a problem and you're like, wait a minute, like, I think I can solve this problem with my unique skill set and relationships. And and that problem solving thing that you created, which is Charta, is and then I don't say this often, but is is, I think, game changing for our industry. And I think the last time I said that phrase for our industry was when I saw Spotify for the first time, like because I remember pre Spotify when you had Pandora, which was, you know, you couldn't pick your songs. You had Kazaa, which, you know, clicked the wrong thing and your, your PC is jacked um, or you're getting something, you know, not not family friendly uh, and it was illegal. But, you know, that we were that generation. Um, and then I remember the first time someone showed me Spotify and they pressed play and I like saw it play instantly. And I was like, wait, you just picked the song and then they picked another song and another song. And I was like, what's the trade off? Like, how are you doing this? And you, in that first like two days of Spotify, where you're searching every song you can imagine to see if they have it and they had it. Yeah. Like I remember that like, oh, this is gonna change the game. And it has. 
when I was introduced to Charter by our guy Modi, um, who is, is my connector with all cool things, he really like, he didn't big you up, but he was like, you, you need to check this out. And I was like, all right, Modi, like, what is it? He's like, yo, it's contracts. Like, you'll get it. And then I'm, you know, I, I get on and, and like, I'm trying to see it. And, and then like, luckily he connected us. And when, when, when you, you guys like walked me through it, my mind, like I couldn't shut my brain off. Cause I was like, wait a minute, like this is going to save thousands of dollars for people and hundreds of hours. And, and, and once it becomes the standard, you're not going to have the issues that we've run into. So like, I mean, obviously I'm telling you everything, you know, but hopefully some somebody listening and watching this will be like, yo, let me go see what you do's ranting on about because your chart is the truth. So like you, you, you run into this issue of these agreements are taking too long. I feel like I can simplify it. Walk us through like, what is charter? Cause now obviously I've spoken, but like, what is charter for the person that's going to try this for the first time? Definitely. Yeah. So let me, let me bridge that with the like sort of aha moment behind Charter that let us build the platform the way we built it. So as I was thinking through like how to speed all this up, I just, I got to this point where I was like, what if one of my clients came to me with all the terms that they wanted already pre-negotiated with the other party? At that point, the only thing I would have to do as a lawyer is write up the final draft, give it to them to sign. That's all I'd have to do. And so it's like, how do we get those two people to that point? in a way that doesn't require lawyers. And that's the exact idea behind Charta. And the way it works is that each party on Charta goes through this questionnaire where they get to select all the terms they want in the agreement. They get to do it independently of each other. And after they do that, we take those two offers and compare them. And we put you into a dashboard that shows you exactly where you guys don't agree. And then you can negotiate back and forth using our dashboard. You can say, yeah, that term's fine, or no, I want this other term. And you don't have to pick up a phone, go to email, text, anything like that. You can do it all on the platform and you're doing it all in plain English. And to the extent that you need resources to answer a question, we give it to you. Um, you know, we try to make this as user-friendly as possible, as supportive as possible. So you don't feel like you have to go on Google and look up something or hit up your lawyer or anything like that. And then once the parties have gone back and forth and you've figured out all the terms and you've agreed to all the terms, all in plain English, at that point, it's really simple for us. We have a huge database of contractual provisions. And once we know exactly what you want, we assemble that contract for you. That's a custom contract, law firm quality contract, the exact contract you would have paid me four grand for at King Holmes. And it's right there for you. And you get to sign it in the dashboard, just like Docs. We save it for you. And we take, so we put you into this negotiation summary that's all plain English, lays out the terms for you. Once you sign the contract, we convert that into a plain English summary of what's in the contract. So you never have to look at an agreement more than once. And that's only when you sign it. So... I think it's just revolutionary in that sense, top to bottom, that we've taken this process and flipped it on its head because what lawyers try to do is get that draft of the agreement in front of you as soon as possible. They take two, three terms, they add the other 20, and they just give you the document. They're like, here you go. And that's super overwhelming and confusing to people. Most people don't speak legalese or 19th century English. And what we've done is just say, no, no, no. Don't worry about the contract yet. Let's get everything lined up all in plain English. And once we're there, then we can produce a final legal document for both parties to sign. Man, that's that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. I, there's going to be a group of people who watch this and they won't understand how powerful it is. And and I will make sure it, it is my duty now to get them to understand it. Um, so I'll give you like our like where this would have saved me a lot of headache and heartache. In the last 15 years, I've probably produced um, 15 years. If you do, let's just say to be safe, I'll say 300 songs. Right. So whether that's produced, like actually like gotten down with the gear or I've Quincy Jones, I've put 
three, four people in a room and say, let's create and let's let's eat. Much more than 300, I'll say 300 songs. I'll say of the 300 songs, maybe 20% are still on Spotify and Apple. And the reason the rest aren't is legal, is a producer didn't have what they weren't happy, an artist wasn't happy, someone had to take it down, sample, whatever it is. We did a grant program for artists where we brought a bunch of artists in, we created together, we donated our time, donated studio, and we put out dozens of records. As the years passed, some of the artists blew up, some of them not so much. Uh, we had an opportunity to move that catalog into a, a sync you know, catalog, so for licensing and sync. We reached out to everybody who was a part of the music and said, hey, those songs we worked on six, seven years ago, we want to move them over, but they're saying that we need to get legal in place. We can't just like use songs without contracts. So what's a fair contract? It was almost like pulling teeth. It was like some people were like, I don't like this. Some people were like, I'm not sure. Some people were terrified. We ended up taking down most of the music. If not all, we took all the music down from our DSP and the artists who re-uploaded had to negotiate. It, it just became very like nasty. And for something that was well-intentioned in the beginning, for something that was like the purpose was to show collaboration, I have to put my hand up and say, as a person who put it together, I didn't dot I's and cross T's with the legal because mo you know what it is. Like when you're starting out, you're not in the studio thinking about production agreements and, and you know, work for hires. And that's just not the vibe in the studio. Right. If this had existed then, we would have just pulled up, charted in the studio the day we created, had everybody go through the terms together, signed it, and I'd still have 300 plus songs out that I could point to and say, wow, that's a piece of our history. So I, I share that story because right now somebody's listening to this who's released music. They have songs on Spotify and Apple. They, they've worked with a producer. They've worked with songwriters. They've worked with guitarists, keyboardists, whatever, engineers, and they have no paperwork. And so the first thing I would do if, if I'm that person and that song means something is I would visit Charta and I would retroactively start getting the agreements for my songs in place because you don't want to be where I am where like less than 20% of your catalog is actually out into the world. So is that kind of like, obviously with new songs, Charta makes sense, but are you guys also looking to help people kind of retroactively clean up their catalogs and like get their legal together? 100%. I mean, I've, I've spoken to a lot of big managers and one of the things they talk about when they bring on developing acts is like getting their business correct like going back through the you know the catalog and being like hey like this stuff is uploaded but you don't have any paperwork for it so we got to make you legit like we have to go back through and get all these agreements in place um so that's definitely something we want to help people with that's something that <laughs> it's kind of a dirty secret in the industry i suppose but a lot of people just release music without having the contracts done because they can't wait you know especially especially in genres like hip-hop where stuff just moves too fast. You can't sit in a song for six months. Like if it's, if it's hot, it's gotta get out now. Yeah. And I totally get that. And it makes total sense to me. I, I have a ton of empathy for creators not wanting to get into the legal because it's painful, it's expensive. The way it's currently done, it's not user-friendly and it just doesn't fit into the process. There's no obvious connection to the process for the legal. You're like, this guy's my friend. Like we made a song together. Like we already agreed to it over tax. Like it's all good. Like what's the, what's the point of doing this? And why am I going to spend four grand? Like, yeah, this song might blow up, but four grand is more than I have to like spend on my studio. Why am I going to do that for one agreement yeah. for one song? I'm trying to put 12 songs out this year and I totally get it. I absolutely get it. Um, so I just want to put that out there, but yeah, it's, it's really interesting how that works. And 
we just want to become a more fluid part of the process. It's pain, like painless. That's just like you bang it out. It's all transparent. You just talk about what's going to happen after you release the song. That's really what it should be when it comes to negotiating a contract. It's just having a conversation like, hey, am I going to give you credit? Am I going to pay you a fee? Am I going to pay you royalties? Like, if you use a sample, I didn't know about it. Like, we're going to have to figure that out. Like, so tell me if there's a sample in it so I can get it cleared. And if I find out later that you stole someone's song, like, you're going to have to reimburse me for my legal fees. Like, that's just, that's the tone of the conversation that it should be. It shouldn't be like, all right, I'm going to tell my lawyer what we want. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, the other guy's lawyer is telling him, I'm trying to screw him over. It's all this tension. We don't want to, we don't want to ruin the bot. We just want to be a fluid part of the process and just help people get to where they want to be, which is, releasing art, being an artist, not pretending like they're a lawyer, not dealing with lawyers, not dealing with accountants. Like I I totally, totally empathize with that. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, I I tested it out before this because obviously when I got the demo from you guys, I was blown away. And then I say, yo, I'm going to go try it out, try it out with a song I'm releasing, uh, sent it to the artist because I, you know, again, I, I have a little bit more legalese and understanding. I've done this enough. So I sent it to a brand new artist who I'm, I'm producing a record with and he got through it in, you know, maybe 15 minutes the first time uh, we went back and forth and, and, you know, texting as we're doing it. So he's like, hey, man, like, just so you're cool, like the likeness thing, I'd, I'd rather this. And I was like, all right, no, no problem. And, you know, so we're going back and forth. What I loved about it was like when I'm in a room with a lawyer and, and my lawyers, if they were on this, they would let you know. I don't care how long a contract is. They have one job. I'm like, yo, bullet point each section for me. So I understand what it's saying, because that 40 pages you put in front of me, I'm never going to read it. But if you can give me, you know, 12 bullet points, I can tell you whether I rock with it or not. And that's what Charter does for to me, like the person who's not going to look or loss who or like, like you said, it's, it's like basic things like, yo, are you going to get credit for this? Yo, am I paying you up front? Yo, are you getting paid on the back end? If you are. When do I have to give you your money? How am I giving you your money? Yo, if I'm creating, do you get to use this for promotional use? If so, in what form? Can you create a lyric video? Can you create a music video? No or yes. Like, that's what a contract is, right? And when you get lawyers involved, like you said, they usually like dump on all this other stuff. It's like, because I'm getting paid, I'm going to throw everything I learned in law school into this contract. And you end up with like a 30 page document for like a three minute song that's going to get 2000 plays on Spotify. I don't think that's needed. So I, I love the approach. Now, I know right now you guys, obviously there's a podcast. One day people have watched this and Charter by then will be the industry. <laughs> I'm calling it. But uh, you guys are starting with like the producer and artist agreement. Right now, I think it's it's free for anyone to try or to use, which is amazing. So we're going to yeah. get this podcast out like in the next couple of days. I want everyone to go try it for free. Um, but tell me what you like envision for charter, like in the future, like what, how do you continue to simplify the business of music for our industry? Yeah. So what we're trying to do at the top of next year is make available a producer agreement, which is already available, a mixer agreement, a side artist agreement and a work for hire agreement, because those four agreements are the agreements you need to clear the rights in a master and the final audio file of a song. And once we do that, we can start adding additional layers on top of those contracts where you can see project views. You can be like, hey, here's my song, type in your collaborators, and then you can track whether or not the agreement is done with each one of those collaborators. That way it just becomes this really powerful project management tool for independent artists because one of the other issues with legal is you're always trying to chase down stuff over email. You're like, when did I send the email to that guy? Mm-hmm. Oh, did, is he supposed to get back to me or am I supposed to get back to him? Like, what are the issues for this? 
you know, my clients ask me that question all the time. And, you know, those are really sophisticated managers and artists. If you're an indie artist or a developing artist, that's really hard to keep track of. And it's something you, you didn't even want to engage with in the first place. So we're probably kind of putting it off. What we want to do is just make everything really transparent, easy to use. We want to make it more of a project management tool. So that way you can like go through and be like, hey, is my is my paper done? And then once you get through it all, you're like, yeah, I'm good. And if anyone ever asks you, hey, we want to sync this song, do you have all the agreements in place? You can go like, absolutely. If they're like, hey, shoot it over. If, you're, if you sign with a label later and they're like, hey, like who's in on the splits for the song? You'd be like, these three guys and then send them PDFs of the contracts with those people instantly. So there's no delay of getting those deals signed because one of the other issues that I've noticed with indie and developing artists is they get that label deal and the label's like, hey, we want to put money behind this song that's like trending, but we got to make sure that we can actually get the rights in it from you. And if we can't, then we can't put money behind it because someone might take it down or like come up and be like, hey, I own half of this master. I've had that happen as well. I, man, like that's a future. Like, so within the next two, three years, once charters kind of, I think really created a new approach for, for protection of, of IP, because that's really what you're doing, protecting IP. Um, and the industry is using it because I do think like, I like the word developing, the idea of independent versus majors is really going to dissolve, I think in the next few years. And you're just going to have either like established artists, middle-class artists, or like developing artists. Um, do you see a world where like record labels and like bigger entities are using Charter as well? Yeah, 100%. I mean, this this system can be applied to any contract ever in any language around the world. I mean, we could have somebody who's a Latin artist signing with Universal Music Latin in Miami, and someone might be working from the Universal office in English, and the person getting the contract might be doing it in Spanish. Like, we could do worldwide. Like, there's nothing stopping us from using this for any contract in any industry. It doesn't even have to be music. We're thinking about gaming, video, like, you name it. We can get into it. But yeah, for now, the focus is music, the creator economy. In two to three years, we definitely want indie like labels, publishers, you name it, to be using us. We've already had publishers and labels reach out to us because they see the value of this. And they're like, hey, you know, a lot of independent labels are now taking on a little bit of the clearance work for their artists because they know like this artist doesn't have any legal, they have no resources, let's just do it for them. And they're they're doing a bunch of producer agreements, which is interesting because the industry used to never, ever do that. They never wanted to touch any clearances. They're like, you got to take care of it yourself. Um, I mean, they still put ultimate responsibility on the artist, but at least they're helping out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. These labels are hitting us up being like, can we use you guys? Like, can we like create a custom solution for our artists? And the answer is yes. So I think it's going to be sort of almost like an illegal operating system for the whole industry where we're going to be the iOS of contracts. Like everyone's going to be on our platform. They'll be using us. And then if someone tries to compete with us, it's going to be like trying to switch all of your contacts over from your iPhone to your, your galaxy. And it's not going to be very easy. Well, I already told you because we were building <laughs> something similar. And when I saw what you built, like this is a testament of how good it is. I told you on our first call, I was like, dude, like I'm just shutting down building what I was building and just going to like support you because I'd rather just plug into what you have because it's well done. Like don't reinvent the wheel. If someone's invented the wheel, just like use their wheel. So that's like, you know, for anyone who's listening or watching and like trust me or or is, is here because they know like I'm I'm for the artist what you built is so good that I shut down like an entire production of a tech platform or tool that I was building for our platform. And I was like, let's just figure out how to like plug that into our thing. Cause you guys have done a really, really good job. Even with just the first contract, like I said, having used it for a song, 
I've paid thousands of dollars in legal fees over the years, and I've never felt more comfortable at the other side of signing than I did with this contract with you guys. And that says a lot. Like, that says a, a lot, a lot. And so, you know, I'm obviously here to help and support our artists in the 24-7 artist community will definitely use Charter. Um, and as you guys continue to grow and become the legal operating system, uh, you know, the other thing I love about it is you were so open. You're like, hey, here's my contact. Like, reach out if you have any problems, like our team will help you through it. A lot of people aren't doing that. So as as an artist now is using your platform, would you still advise them to kind of have a lawyer or like what what's kind of like a developing artist? I'll say like I'm a, I'm a new artist. I'm putting out a song with my homie. We're using Charter. Am I good or do I still should I still have some kind of like legal connection or, con, you know, consulting or consult? Yeah, I think if what you see in Charta fits your needs, like if you go through the process and you're like, I feel very comfortable, I feel like everything I've, I want has been touched on, then you should you should be fine, I think. But if you're like, hey, like I'm not sure, or there's this one thing I want that Charta doesn't have, then you might need some legal help from an attorney. We're not trying to replace attorneys. What we're trying to do, what I'm trying to do is selfishly as a former attorney is really clear the plate for attorneys, all the simple high volume contracts that people realistically should be able to do themselves. Mm -hmm. There's no reason why a lawyer should be doing a six page agreement. That's super simple and charging you three, four, $5,000. That doesn't make sense. And for the lawyer, all those agreements just stack up and they prevent you from getting to the record deals, the publishing deals, the touring deals. And yeah, I think that's kind of the way I see it is that this is kind of like, if I had to automate myself, I'm automating myself for these simple agreements for you. And if you don't trust automated Zach, that's cool. There's probably a lawyer out there that can help you and give you something that's a little bit more custom, but we've gone through and that's that's the real secret behind this platform is that we have done all the hard work to map out all the decision trees, all the conditionality, all the possible provisions you could ever need. And we can account for like seven to 800 unique scenarios between a producer and an artist with just one agreement. So if you exceed that, if you're too complicated for that, then yeah, I mean, you're probably doing some pretty, some pretty big stuff. Like you might be doing like territory swaps or Mm -hmm. credit swaps or like, you, you know, producer swaps, et cetera. And if you're at that point, you might need an attorney. But at the very least, the great thing about Charta is that if you go through the process and realize you hit that roadblock, you're at least totally familiar with 99% of what's going to be in that contract when you go to the attorney. So if you're like, hey, I just need this one extra thing, you can already have all the other uh, all the other terms pre-agreed to and just go to the attorney and be like, hey, like, here's my Charta deal summary for you. Check it out. We want to add this one thing. Mm -hmm. That way you're not going back and forth for weeks, months with this attorney and the other person's attorney. You can be very, very targeted. So even if you do end up using an attorney, you're going to save a lot of time and money. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah. And, and, and one of the things you guys do a great job of is on every page, you guys explain that term in layman's terms. So like, you know, are you using a sample and then you click and then like, you know, are you getting an advance? Click like, and each of those bubbles that pop up that kind of explain what that term is are done in, in such a simple way that, again, you don't have to have any legal background to say, oh, OK, no, I, I I am giving them an advance or I'm not giving them an advance or I am paying them on the back end or I'm not paying them on the back end. So I you mean, guys did a great job of that. And that's that was me in the, the, the room. Hey, guys, I need the bullet point so I can like <laughs> say yes or no. Yeah, I mean. Some, some some lawyers might get mad at me for this, but I don't think the value of a lawyer is like gatekeeping information from their clients. I don't think that's something that lawyers do that's in any way valuable. 
Like if you're a lawyer and you don't tell your client what's going on, or you can't tell your client what's going on because you're just so focused on the document and the technical language, the legalese, I just, I don't see that as being a part of the value of being an attorney. I think the highest, best thing that an attorney can do. And the thing that we're best equipped to do is like spot future issues, help you creatively, creatively problem solve and get out of really complex situations or get into really complex situations in a way that's protecting your interests. I don't, it's kind of ridiculous to me that people just don't know what's in an agreement. Like yeah. that doesn't make any sense. Like you're going to pay me 500 bucks to tell you what something says. Yeah. Really? I just don't agree with that on a, on a fundamental level. I think it just having to do that. And it's weird because as an attorney, like I always felt weird, like people just like trusting me. I took that really seriously. I was like, this is a serious, serious thing. Like this person doesn't know what's in this agreement. I like, tried to explain it to them. They're just like, I don't want to hear it. Just take care of it. And it's like, whoa, that's a ton of responsibility on me. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't want you to get upset later if you find out what it actually says. Like, I really want you to know what's in this. And I think that that personal uh, sort of ethics of mine has translated into this platform where it's like, you should know what's in your agreement. Not in a way that's like super overwhelming and technical, but just be like, this is what it means. Like get yeah. to the bottom line, to the bullet point, as you said, and just be like, this is what it means. Man. Like, why do you have to go to a lawyer to know what, like how to advance works? Yeah. Nah, you you guys nailed it. Um, I'm excited to to be an uh, evangelicus for it. I'm, I'm excited to, to, to hold the charter flag up and say, look, guys, like, you know, I put a lot of people on the Spotify early on and I feel like I'm gonna do the same for charter just because like it makes life easier. My dad used to make me download all his old jazz albums on Kazaa because he was like, oh, find this Coltrane album or find this, you know, Muddy Waters album. And then, like once he understood I could get every song, like I was like his his music plug. Um, and then when Spotify came, I was so happy to be like, yo, dad, I'm downloading this thing on your computer. I'm going to sit you down and show you how it works. And it took a little bit, but once he got it, he was in music heaven because now he could type in every album, every song, every, you know, and, and it just solved the problem for him. I feel like what that did for music lovers and listeners is what chart is going to do for creators. And when you look at the numbers and the stats of like the amount of songs that are released per day now, and, and, and again, the reason I've started 24 seven artists is I know that there are millions of artists out there that aren't even accounted for in our world who have yet to even put out their first song. I'm, I'm excited for this new generation that's coming up who will only know charter, right? Who will only know like, Oh, I, I do legal for my song. It's not, you know, I'm from the world of yo, it's hip hop. It's fast. We did a song. We're excited. It like, let's put it out next week, upload it to the distributor. It's out. And then two years later, it's like, you beef him because now the person like hasn't paid you because you don't like or like yo they they put a they shot a video for it no one asked me like all the things that you've covered you know i've dealt with in real life in real and most of the time it's not at least in my experience being on having been on both sides i don't think people are malicious i think you move quick you don't know what you don't know and then by the time it's it's addressed it's an issue and then that tension comes where now that person that was the homie in the studio is now on the other side of they got a lawyer now i got to find a lawyer but i don't know a lawyer but i got a cousin that went to law school so now he or she is going to be my lawyer and now it's like legal battle going on in emails when it's like dude the song got three thousand streams nobody's made any money but y'all are arguing about who owns what charter to me solves that and and i i know so many people have gone through that and will go through that issue i just pray they see and listen to this so that they can uh they can benefit because again, had this been around 12, 13 years ago, I'd have a much more impressive catalog. So. 
Yeah. One of the one of the great things about being a lawyer in private practice is you just see so many cases, so many deals. You get a really high level view. You get to see trends. And one of the biggest trends when it comes to litigation is people typically go into litigation for one of two reasons. The first one is someone did something they definitely shouldn't have done. It was obvious. And then the other one is someone did something where the other party didn't know they could do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that that's it. I feel like I'm the second one where it's like, I mean, we had, we, <laughs> you look back and laugh. We, we had contracts that my wife and I were literally just like right up. And it's just like, yo, we're not paying a lawyer $800. Like we're, we're giving the studios on where it's not like, we're not here for that. We just want something that allows us to use your name and likeness. And like, you know, you keep the music, keep the money. But even that, those contracts didn't hold up because like you don't think of these little things that, again, if you don't know, you don't know. So I, I share that my story and my journey, our journey, because I, I now I laugh. I see young people who own studios or who now everybody has a home studio set up, like who create together. And you ask them like, yo, so what's the split? And it's like, oh, we don't know. So, yo, like, who's the feature artist? Oh, I'm not sure. Like, yo, like, the distributing on what platform? I don't know. How are you going to get paid? I don't. It's like these basic, simple things that today there's no excuse not to know that. So thank you for building Charter. You know, I'm not going to hold too much of your time. Uh, I'm sure in this episode we'll show screenshots of, like, me using the Charter and, like, obviously we'll plug it. We'll make sure that, like, the, the link is live for the people who do get a chance for the free I'm excited for their feedback. Uh, how can people reach out who are interested, who are using it, who are having issues? You know, what, what's the best way for them to kind of connect with Charter? Yeah, so on our website, we have a, a ticket you can fill out and submit if you have any issues. Uh, if you want to just directly email support at getcharter.com, you can absolutely do that. We'll get to you as soon as possible. But yeah, that's the best way to reach out to us. If you want to do a partnership, also support at getcharter.com works uh, to reach out to us. We're monitoring that every day. So yeah, that's the best way to get in touch with us. And I just wanted to sort of put a cast on all this. And this is like beyond like the nuts and bolts, the software, the actual service that we're delivering. I really believe that this is something like this platform is something that's going to help people's mental health. I really do. And as, as someone who's suffered from depression and anxiety, I really empathize with people being overwhelmed, like getting a contract, being like, ah, I just don't want to deal with this, you know, like procrastinating, putting it off, knowing they should do something and then not doing it. And I really think that one of the best things about this platform is that it just puts everything right in front of you in a really easy way. And it just takes a weight off of your shoulders. That's, mm-hmm. that's what I'm so passionate about. Like I can make a million, a billion, it doesn't even matter to me really. It's just about making the world a better place and making it easier for artists to create their art and put it out there without having to worry. Like, cause people, they have this nagging little thing in the back of their head. That's like, I should, I should have some paperwork in place. Mm-hmm. I should know what the splits are. Like, you know, like, ah, oh, like this guy's hitting me up on Venmo for money. Like, oh, you know, like that, that, and it's just needless. Like all we're trying to do is help people, number one, get the service to help them with the paperwork. And number two, and equally important, just stress less about this. That's beautiful, man. And that's a beautiful why. And, and again, why I, I believe Charter will be very successful is it starting with the right intention. It's got people connected to it on the legal and technical side who know what they're doing. So it's a level of expertise, uh, subject matter expertise. Um, you know, so starting with the right intention, right expertise and, and background, and then just the timing. I feel like we're right at the beginning of a boom for this developing artist, you know, middle-class artist world. Um, you know, people who are surviving and making a living with just their talents. 
And it only will happen because of things like charter that allow for exactly what you just said. If you if it's one less thing to worry about as an artist, creator, entrepreneur, how much more will you be able to do? And and that's the unknown, like that's that intangible that you can't even factor in. I'm sure when you guys were raising capital and like sending decks out, you were using like existing numbers and there are this many artists and this many songs. But what I know, and I think what you know is as a result of charter, that number is going to explode. And and I'm excited to be on this journey with you. I'm excited to partner with you guys. Um, and, and again, I will make sure every artist I know at least tries it once. Um, and obviously, you know, I'm a, I'm a user, I'm a, I'm a client and, and we'll, put out more records myself as a result of it. Cause it definitely was a he- piece of headache for me. Only thing I need you to help me solve next is help me clear samples quicker. I'm a sample <laughs> producer and I'm still waiting for clearance for three samples. And that's, you know, that that's a world that when we can clear samples easier and quicker, you know, Tracklib I think is doing a great job, but like those random samples that are gold that aren't on Tracklib, yo, when you're trying to clear a master in publishing, it is, I mean, I'm I'm eight eight months waiting for a response. Not even like I have the number. I don't even know, you know. Just help me there one day, please. Yeah. Well, the the thing about that is you have these people of the majors who are handling these sample clearances, and there's just not that many of them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a team of eight ten people who are overseeing an entire catalog, and they're just getting constant requests to sample, and it's really difficult for them to prioritize and to get to everybody. If it takes them fifteen minutes to get back to everybody. They're still going to take three weeks, four weeks, five weeks to get back to you at least. So I think one of the cool things that Charter can do as we work with the majors and even indie labels and even indie artists is we can set up these systems where you can just have standing offers for samples. Be like, if you want to sample my song and you have less than this many uh, monthly listeners, then it's this rate. If you have more, it's that rate. If you have more than 10 million, it's this rate. And it could just be passively there waiting for someone to make an offer. And if you know, maybe you want some creative control. So every time a request comes in for a certain amount, you have to look at it. You have to be like, this This fits or it doesn't fit. But at, at least like automate away a lot of that just paperwork and administration. Because yeah, it's super tedious. Like we had to chase down samples at King Holmes and it would take forever for us. And like we're representing some of the biggest artists in the world. So like people who are just indies trying to do the right thing, trying to get the right to use a sample, good luck. I mean, you might never get a response. Eight months, that sounds about right. <laughs> So, so for fans of the Aretha record I did with Earth Gang, I hope y'all hear that. It's not on me because I, I get DMs all the time. I produced the record with Earth Gang and uh, we try to get it on their deluxe. We pushed it back multiple times and we could not get this clearance for this Aretha Franklin record. And, uh, you know, it's just it's heartbreaking because it's on me. I'm the producer. But like you said, you work for one of the largest law firms in the world and couldn't get stuff cleared quickly. So. I'm excited because I see that's where Chart is heading. I could see exactly what you're talking about, an automated system where these labels and these these uh, publishing companies can just upload catalogs and set these standards. And then like I log into Chart and say, hey, this is a song. Here's my Spotify profile. Here's the artist Spotify profile and then offer back and forth the same automated. The day that happens, world, y'all going to get tired of my production because then I'm going to start to be some real music. Yeah, and the people that are running the samples departments are going to be on the beach having a pina colada because all that can happen automatically because they yeah. can set the rules. They can be like, we won't accept anything less than this. Yeah. They can set reserves. We can auto-respond on their behalf. So like when you're going back and forth, you're not even going back with a real like a human because the label has already said, like, we're not going to take less than X. Yep. So once you hit X, perfect. You did. Damn. <laughs> World. All right, man. Well, Zach, <laughs> thank you so much for your time. I know you did this on short notice. I wanted to get it out because... Again, while this is free to use and like free to try, 
every artist I know will definitely do it at least once, even for the back catalog stuff. And then for the people who watch or listen to this and it's no longer free, you should have listened earlier. It's on you. However, <laughs> still give it a trap because it is it is more than worth it. I don't stamp too many products and like put my name behind too many things, especially early, unless I really see the, the value and I see the value in Charter. So this is not a paid endorsement. I'm not like this is like legit excitement for something that I know will help artists. And that's my passion. So thank yeah. you again, brother. I, I appreciate your time. Uh, and, and we'll do a lot more with the 24 seven artists and charter connection. We got some stuff cooking up, but for now let's focus on getting as many artists to get their business in order so that more music, less, less, uh, litigation, less stress. Absolutely. Yeah. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me there, brother. Thank you.